Lisa Bien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. People join the military for all sorts of reasons. For some, it's about patriotism. For others, it's to learn useful skills. Still, others join to take advantage of the benefits they will earn once their service is complete. Whatever the reason, most veterans don't make the military their life's work and must bounce back into civil society. Those transitions can be difficult. While life in the military is tightly regimented and has a feeling of purpose and common cause, civilian life is often free of structure, connection, and a great sense of meaning. Today, we're going to discuss how veterans can build new lives for themselves after they have served our country. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Lisa Vienne, and welcome to Bouncing Back. God makes a way. Be honest and communicate. Be your authentic self. That's yeah. so critical. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Bouncing Back. First, let's welcome our guest. Jim Miller is a Bucks County native who spent six years as an intelligence analyst in the United States Marines and an MP in Iraq. After his service ended, he took advantage of the GI Bill and began studying to become a pharmacist. But he changed his mind to become a sports journalist. And once he graduated, he tried many professions, including sales. But he couldn't find something that he felt that gave him the sense of connection and utility he, he had when he was in the military. Thankfully, Jim found a way to find that sense of camaraderie and purpose, and once again. Thank you for joining us today, Jim. Thanks for having us. Next, Laura Reddick is the Associate Director of Veteran and Adult Recruitment here at Temple University. Laura develops programs and services to help the university veterans, service members, and their dependents. Since the creation of the Veteran Affairs Office and the university's participation in the Yellow Ribbon Program, Enrollment has more than doubled, and the military and veteran students under her watch, Temple was rated one of the best schools for veterans by both U.S. News World Report and GI Jobs Magazine. Well, Laura, it is absolutely a pleasure to see you again, and thank you for joining me on my show. Thank, thank you. you both so much. So, um, really, first of all, before I even start, thank you. <laughs> Everybody no says need. that with you, right? Everyone yes. starts that with you? Yes. So why don't you tell us um, your experience, your story, you know, were you always wanting to be into the military? No, uh, the military was, was sort of in the back burner for me. Um, you know, growing up in a you know, middle class neighborhood, everyone went to college, it's all we did. You know, you graduate high school, you go to college. And every single one of my friends did that. So like the military wasn't like in the forefront, like my fam family members, like my dad wasn't in the military or anything like that. Um, so I joined them, you know, joined the Marine Corps after I had already gone to another school. Um, so I went to Bloomsburg for a couple of years, didn't work out, and then uh, joined the Marine Corps in 2004. Okay, but you did tell me a little secret. You you joined the Marine Corps without telling your parents first, right? Yes, I did. Um, this was like I was at school at Bloomsburg, my first time away from home, which didn't exactly uh, you know, work out for me for various reasons, and um, so. I had to do something with my life. Can't just do absolutely <laughs> you nothing. You had to do something, right? Yeah, I can't just live on a couch all day. Um, so I joined the Marine Corps. Didn't tell my parents. Um, better reaction, you know, out of my dad than my mom. Um, but I think they both knew I needed it. So it sounds like you made a, a good decision looking. Back. I did, luckily. Okay. Luckily, right? Yeah. So 
you were in for eight years? No, I was only in, I was 2004 to okay. 2009. Okay. Yep. And then tell us a little bit what it was like to transition back here. It was, it was tough, but I think I knew what I wanted to do because right as I was getting out, that's when the GI Bill sort of skyrocketed. So I knew I wanted to go back to school in some capacity. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, I originally was thinking about being a, a pharmacist. And then it's a lot of school. So. It's a lot of school. And then it, you had also th thought about being a journalist, right? Yes. Which is way more fun. Yeah, it was, <laughs> we had some fun here. Did some shows in the studio oh, you know, you while did. at school, which was really cool. Um, did that. Um, but I kind of did that um, just as sort of a, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like I just, it's something I always wanted to do, but I didn't know if I was going to actually make a career out of it. I was sort of up in the air with that as far as my career went. Never too late, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I myself came here to Temple. We're all like, we're all big fans of Temple, so we can spend the whole show just talking about how much we love Temple. <laughs> which he and I actually talked about how he was a great experience that he did come here. Mm -hmm. So maybe it has something to do with what you're doing here on campus. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you came here, yep. and then you couldn't find yourself, or you were looking still to get back in. Yeah, it was definitely um, difficult. Just. You know, because when I was here, I think I was 27, 28 years old. You know, most people are 18, 19, 20, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, there's not a whole lot in common. And there, you know, there's a, a veterans community here, but it, I don't think it's as big as, you know, what you're doing right now, which is incredible. And we veterans definitely appreciate that, that's for sure. Um, but I was kind of on an island, you know. Well, I think anytime students, I hear students are a little older, they say, I'm, I'm kind of on an island. And I think yeah. I would love to, which maybe we should look into, is what age group do we really have our, our student population here? I mean, I know we have a lot of young, you know, adults in their 20s, but I have a feeling, because I was an older one too, so I think we have a large, you know, population, larger than we think. So yeah. you felt like you were on an island. Your job is to make sure that he doesn't feel like he's on the island, right? That's right. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help students transition onto the campus life. Well, I manage the uh, University uh, Veterans Office, which is now called the Military and Veterans Services Center. And I've had the pleasure to uh, set up a blueprint for the past six years. We started like when you first came to Temple in fall of 2010. Mm -hmm. We had about 300 students, and now we have over 1,300 students wow. just six years later. And this was something that we realized was going to happen. So what we did first to prepare ourselves before the office was created, we, um, we put together a university task force. And what I did was I invited to the table key student services departments that provide direct services to veterans and we sat around for one year talking about what we do with veterans so that we would understand each other's workflow process because I was familiar I've been here at Temple for like 27 years so I was familiar with the Temple shuffle <laughs> and I really didn't want my veteran students to get caught up in the shuffle and I do realize that we have a large university with with 12 schools and colleges 140 majors that in itself is overwhelming <laughs> for a veteran student to try to figure out what do I want to major in, what do I want to be when I grow up. Right. So, so right now um, what we're doing is um, I was fortunate enough to move to main campus. I was just telling Jim, I said, come over and visit the new center. <laughs> because before I was at two campuses, Ambler and Center City, just happy to have a veteran, to create a veteran affairs office. And one of the things I learned in working with veteran students transitioning from the military is that they don't understand their benefits. 
So I had to become an expert in benefits. And I thought it was just a post 9-11 GI Bill, but there are over like six different benefits mm -hmm. that veteran students use. And some of them um, use multi-benefits because they're trying to use as much of their benefits to close the gap of their tuition costs. And the other thing I had found in working with veteran students is that many of them, I had to learn to touch base with them before they came to the university because they had no sense of time in terms of uh, deadlines for applying. So I would have students coming to me in the summer saying, I want to come to Temple. And I was like, oh, it's too late. Our missions is closed. And I felt really bad. And they really needed to step into college because they weren't necessary here to in the beginning to pursue an education, it was all about the housing benefit. Because many of our veterans come home, they're unemployed, they have no jobs. And so with that, um, I wanted to make sure that many of them that, you know, in talking to them that come into a university, that they think about what it is they want to do. And I wanted to make sure they tap into the university uh, programs that we have, particularly the Career Services Center, to help them to find out, you know, how can you transfer your military skills into civilian uh, skills, you know, on the civilian resume. Um, how can you pick a major here at Temple? What, it, what is it um, that you think you want to do? You know, now fulfill your, your life's dreams. You've, you've um, sacrificed your life and, and put yourself out there and gave up so much for us to have our freedoms. I'm here to make sure that you accomplish what you want to do or what you want to be. And uh, one of the things I did was I started uh, developing, uh, offering um, virtual veterans information session for soldiers who were still serving. Because I would get calls from um, veterans and, um, and I said, how can I make sure that they understand the admissions process and timing, deadlines, and so forth? And I can't expect all of them to come to campus for open house or come to my office. So I used our technology and I created a, a veteran uh, a virtual information session through WebEx. And so now I talk to veterans, they could be in Afghanistan, they can be in Alaska, California, wherever they are, and I can make sure that I work with them in making sure that they, before they come to us, they've, they've applied. I make sure that Temple's the right fit. I talk to them to make sure that the programs that they want, what they want to do, that we're the right college for them. And if we're not, I, I also look at their um, academic record. And if they're not admissible, we have dual agreements with the community colleges. And I can lead them to some, some way of continuing their education if they're not directly coming to us. Wow, well that's, that's an excellent, you know. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what don't you do, Laura? Everything. <laughs> but so you get them here, and and when listening to her, how did that make you feel? Did you feel like, wow, I could have used her? Or yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, so now that you get them here, you know, we'll go back to you. But once they're here, how do we, like, how do you support them? It's interesting because as you were talking about all this, I was thinking I've been teaching at Temple, and I don't get a notice, a letter, that I have a vet in my class. I think it would be nice if I would know that. Well, what um, again, we're a large university, and I thought of that. So what we have is we have veteran advisors in each of the schools and colleges. These are people who volunteer their services to be the point of contact for the college, and they work with my office directly. So, you know, the colleges have many advisors, so it's really hard to try to cross-train 
uh, cost train all the advisors, and uh, sometimes there's a turnover. So you can train someone and then they're not there the next semester. So my goal was to have a point person in each of the colleges, and they come to our University Veteran Task Force, and we make sure that they're aware of the GI Bill. We make sure they're aware of the students that are in their schools and colleges, and it's really their job to go back to their schools and colleges and talk with the advisors that are in their schools to say, hey, we have 20 vets in our program. Um, uh, did you know that um, veteran students get priority registration? Or the veterans office on campus is, is inviting us to come in to do some presentations and so forth. So that's one of the ways that we um, reach out to the schools and colleges that, so that the veteran student at least know that they're not just alone in that college. They know that they could go to our website at um, temple.edu backslash veterans and click on contact us and they will see the long list of a point of contact person not only in the schools and colleges but also in all of the student services departments like financial aid, Telemann Counseling Center, career so, services. Right. I want to touch on that because I think that's an important thing. I think what we what I really want to talk about too is and, and hear from your perspective mm -hmm. is all this great stuff that you're giving these students but what about some emotional support? What about you know what was your greatest challenge coming back? You know what was your how did it make you feel? What was per personally what did you face? Coming back um, like to, to school or to just coming back to civilian life? Both, but, uh, Both? you know, feel free to comment on either, but. Okay. Um, like I said, you're kind of in a bubble a little bit, um, and part of, you know, what's great about here was it almost forces you to get out of your comfort zone, which is good, which anyone can use in all walks of life. So when you're immediately, like, forced to get out of your comfort zone, um, I don't think that's a bad thing ever, <laughs> you know, and Temple does a great job of that. Yes, Temple does do a great job with uh, yeah. making people get out of their comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to come back. We're going to continue our conversation about bouncing back from military service when we come right back. Welcome back. We're talking about bouncing back when returning to civilian life after military service. Our guests are Jim Miller, who himself is a veteran, and Laura Reddick, who's the Associate Director of Veteran and Adult Recruitment here at Temple University. So we talked a lot about, you know, your office and what they offer to get the students here, which it sounds like you are so passionate and love your job. I always I love do. you do. I, I can really see. Do. And boy, we wish that it was there for Jim, but <laughs> <laughs> come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was going to say, do you have a mentoring program? Maybe there's, if there's a mentoring program, maybe we can get Jim involved somehow. I would love to. Yeah, we always have veterans come back to help us volunteer. Um, we we were just talking off the camera, but we have a welcome program that we do for new, newly admitted veteran students, so that we can in, in, engage them and introduce them to all the services that we have at the university. Because once they get here, retention is the biggest piece. Now, how can we retain them for the entire four years to stay here? So, where are you today? What are you doing? I currently am a project manager for Power Home Remodeling. Okay. Um, we are the second largest exterior remodeler in the entire country. So, like right now, I have crews going right now. Um, installing are you thinking about where they are right no, now? No, I'm not worried about <laughs> them. They'll be fine. Um, but no, that's that's what I do right now. But you've started the Power 
and veterans initiative, correct? Not just me. It was okay. a lot. A lot that went into that. Um, like I was in sales for a long, for a little bit um, there with a, another marine. I was actually um, stationed with. He's one of my closest friends. We both work for the company, and on the side we kept like sort of brainstorming ideas, and then we got them on paper, put them in front of our CEO. He loved every bit of it, and now, which is extremely exciting my my friend Mike has moved from our Houston location they moved him up here to be our director of veterans affairs and he does this full-time so you good. might be meeting Mike or if you haven't already um, you know you'll be introduced to Mike um, in the very near future I'm sure but uh, yeah Mike does that full-time now which he's beyond excited so that's great because you sounds like you found some work that you're really passionate about and yeah you can give you know give back mm -hmm. in, in many ways and you, it sounds like you both love, you know, working and helping guiding veterans. Um, it's interesting because I was doing a lot of research for this show and I was astounded to see the level of suicide that happens and there's so much support that really has to happen. So let's spend some time, if you don't mind, uh, talking about some of the support that people who are watching today might need, might not know how to get, you know, not at necessarily just the Temple University and let's spend some time talking about that and then we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I think um, that's a very good point. That's one of the biggest challenges that we face as universities. Uh, how can we help veteran students deal with uh, the mental health challenges that, that they face returning home, such as PTSD, MSD, depression, um, suicide, you know, just, just a big, big, big transition. And um, so I, I understand what we have here at the university. We have like a telemedicine counseling center, but they're not a mental health center. So one of the things I did it was invite some of the clinicians here at the university to be a part of the task force. And then I um, went around to all the vet centers and visit all the veteran organizations in the tri-state. This was in my first year. Uh, because I realized that as a university we were limited in terms of the services and I wanted to know what services were out in the community. So when a veteran comes into my office and they say that I need a house or I'm, I'm struggling with PTSD and I know the limitation of what we could do here, I could say call this person at such and such organization and they can connect you, you know, and help you. Um, I also uh, attended the VA has a mental health summit, and that was a great comp that's a great summit that I go to every year because all the mental health organizations in the tri-state are there, and then I try to encourage those organizations to come into the university and um, work with us. So now that we have the vet center, a newly vet center that's opening, uh, we're going to have our grand opening tomorrow. Oh, um, it's tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow. That's I've been awesome. here over the summer, but we're having the grand opening. Uh, we're located um, at Broad and Montgomery, 601 Conwell Hall on the sixth floor, and General Colin Powell is coming here to cut the ribbon for tomorrow? our grand opening tomorrow. How and I'm so excited about that. <laughs> but the great thing about having a center now is that I can make it a one-stop shop. So I'm bringing people into the center to service our veterans. Rather than them having to run around to different offices, I have advisors come over, I have um, uh, uh, employers come in. We've, we've had like Vanguard, and New, New, uh, New Day USA and uh, uh, EMC, 
a PWC. These are just some of the organizations that came in. When I just moved in, I really wasn't organized, but we still wanted to bring them in just to see how we would work, how it would work in terms of servicing our students. So they come in, and not only do they interview uh, veteran students for job internships, they do workshops around qu questions that employers uh, don't want you to know, how to brand yourself you know, interviewing techniques. They will critique your resume. And what I love about the employers that have been coming in just recently, they are veterans themselves, the recruiters. So that is oh, such so a great you connection. You know, really a great connection because mm -hmm. then the veteran student, you know, sees that, oh, this is my comrade who now works for this organization. And then he can tell that veteran that's working on their college degree, this is what you need to do in order to get a job or get an internship. And so it's a real experience. But the other thing what we talked about, how can we help veteran students when they're here, is we have a very uh, active Temple Veteran Association, uh, we, uh, TVA. Um, is the acronym for Temple Veteran Association. And they are very, very active in terms of um, having events, connecting veterans. So now they have an office inside the center. So again, it's a way to make the veterans come to me for everything. And you know, eventually, as you were just saying, make it a requirement for veterans to come. Usually veterans will touch base with me either by calling me on the phone or coming down to the campus or, or doing a um, meeting me online. Or if, if the last stop would be before they come in, we have that welcome program. But at some point they will call me because they want to utilize their benefits. And then they're going to call me and say, hey, I want to use my GI Bill. How do I pay my bill? So it's, 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 it, I'm never going to get away from not connecting with them. Even though my office doesn't do the certification, they will contact me. And that's the way I can then say, come to the center, just like I said to you. I said, come over before you leave campus, check out the office, and um, see, see the services that we have there. So it's interesting. I'm sitting here, and I'm like... And so in all of, of veterans, and when, when you hear veterans, first, uh, you know, we think older. We've, we had this conversation mm -hmm. earlier that when you hear the word veteran, you think someone who's, you know, old, and we don't picture them to be young, and, you know, but we have more and more veterans who are young. Very young. The average veteran student that comes to university is 24 years of age, at least, or, or they're between 24 to 28. In that, in that age range. Yeah. And what's interesting, as I've been doing my research and listening to you, and w when a veteran comes home, we see all this fanfare for a while. I don't know if we, were, we, if, if we still do it, but in my community, when, a, when somebody would come home, the fire department would come, and there's a, an escort, and the police, and you always know that there's a veteran coming home. Okay? I don't know. Is that traditional they don't they do, do that enough here in Philadelphia okay I don't think they do enough for yeah. our veterans so kudos to my community mm -hmm. because <laughs> you live in a really I live in a small good community <laughs> you know? well I don't know but so we always know when someone's coming home right and now with social media we see it on Facebook right we yes. see the father who comes home and he's you know with the, the the son's baseball game and it's this almost euphoria that's on everyone's face and everybody's happy and then I'm hearing it from you, and it's not that easy when they come home. What, tell us what it was like when you came home. When I came home, it was the summer of 2009. Well, it was nothing. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want, you know, I don't need like a ticker tape parade or anything like that at all. I just, you know, came home in May of 2009, went right to school. You know, just because I knew 
that's what I wanted to do. Um, yeah, I guess maybe it's the movies have has have romanticized it a little bit for yes. us of what it's like for a veteran yeah. to come home, you know, because I picture you came home and your family was there waiting for you. Like, did any of that happen? When I came home from Iraq, that was definitely the case. You know, they were all on the parade deck and, you know, our buses drove in. Um, and then they, they were like? all there. That was incredible. Uh, probably the best part of like coming home, obviously being alive, which is pretty sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that part was nice. Um, but like when I came home, we, we came from Iraq. You know, we, we had a touchdown in Maine. And excuse me, there was like a gauntlet of like former veterans, older older people uh, sitting there like giving us shaking our hands. And like I literally still get goosebumps about it. You know, it was really really cool just because when you hear from other people, they weren't. It's, they weren't as fortunate to, to receive such a warm welcome, mm -hmm. which was nice. Uh, so something I'll you know never forget. Um, yeah, it's just something like it's ingrained in me. So it's really nice, and I want to give that opportunity back to veterans. You know, as far as like in the future, as much as I can. So, if you looking back of your experiences, you've made some really good choices in your life. Very good decision making <laughs> on your bad. part. What? And some bad ones. <laughs> well, you, you went, you, uh, you, you got here, right? Yeah, <laughs> You're doing well. What advice would you like to give if there's um, somebody who's just recently returned today or is home for a month and they're, they're lost, they're sitting here and they're watching our show and they don't know what to do? Is there advice that either one of you would like to share? Well, I would definitely tell veteran students to connect to the resources. You know, first find a vet center. And the vet centers are really great because they're, they're a government agency, and they're there to, first of all, help them to navigate their benefits. That's the biggest thing. You know, when they're, in, when they're out on the battlefield, they don't have to worry about money. But when they come home, they have to worry about how they're going to pay their bills. So, first of all, they need to, you know, be able to set up their bank accounts and they be able to uh, tap into their benefits, you know, to get their housing benefits, their educational benefits. And then they may need to connect to the VA hospital for services. I would always recommend that they, you know, speak with a counselor just to be able to talk about their experiences, to get that out. You know, it's like, if you like to write, I like to write, I like to write journals and stuff. I write a lot of stuff. If somebody read my journal, God help. Oh Lord, it would be like a big book. But I usually tell them um, to go and talk to someone, you know, um, go to veteran um, organizations. They have like group, group talks, like where they could just, just say, hey, I'm home, you know, connect with other veterans. Um, if you come to the university, you'll be able to connect with other veterans through Temple Veteran Association. And um, they're, they're here for your support, you know. Um, they have, we have a Facebook page, Temple Veterans Association, and that's when veterans, like, tell it like it is. They tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And I, you know, they made me join Facebook, and I really, at this age, did not <laughs> want to join Facebook. But I had to join Facebook in order to read their comments. Right. But their comments were very useful in helping me to develop programs. So if they say, oh, the process is really not great, you know, um, Temple is giving me the runaround, then that's what our task force is for, for me to go back and say, hey, the students are complaining about this and that. What can we do to streamline the process to make it easier for the students? Because that's what we want to do. We want to make it very easy for you so that, you know, because we know you're dealing with other things, you know, just to to deal with. And then the other thing is I really encourage veteran students to connect with our Disability Resource Services Center. Um, you, that's another way where you can have um, 
confidential uh, conversations with um, with a counselor there. Um, we have the Tullerman Counseling Center. So as I said, there is a veteran advisor in each of the schools and colleges and each of our student services uh, centers and programs here, and some of them are veterans. So before we run out of time, because we have to wrap it up in just one minute, I just want real quick, what would you like to tell us that we could help make it make the transition? One piece of advice. I think veterans are used to being told what to do, and they can follow directions, they're mission-oriented. Mission I think it's not, I don't think we can leave it up to the veteran to do it, him, him or herself. I think it's on the organization to actively go the other way with it. Um, you know, a veteran, they're going to feel alone, they're going to feel isolated. They don't have a common bond with the average 24-year-old, 22-year-old, 18-year-old student. It's just not going to be there. Um, I think all the organizations that are out there, they need to go and physically do it um, towards the veteran rather than the other way around. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. We're going to wrap it up right now. For those of us who haven't served or aren't close to anyone who has, it can be really difficult to appreciate the sacrifices made by those who do. I'd like to take a moment to extend my appreciation for those who put themselves in harm's way for the rest of us. They deserve all the respect and appreciation we can give them for taking those risks so the rest of us are free to enjoy the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness their efforts ensure for the rest of us. Once again, I'm Lisa Bien, and I look forward to seeing you next time on Bouncing Back. Hello, I'm Lisa Bien, and welcome to Bouncing Back. That <laughs> makes a way. Be honest and communicate. Honest. Your authentic sound is yeah. so critical.